Blog Talk Radio.
Okay, hold on. I'm still trying to get my laptop off and this phone on. This is crazy. Don't know where Minister Sylvia is uh, right now. Just be patient with me. My computers. This is crazy. Oh, okay, I'm just trying to get my computer stuck on this one thing. I'm on blog talk, call in line and blog talk, a a program line. Okay, so are you able to open up anything? Because right now my computer is stuck on a... And I'm trying not to reboot it because otherwise I'll have problems getting in blog. So, so just be patient with me right now. Because well, um, I know you can't open anything up. So you can go ahead and start and I'll still keep. What I'm going to do is hang up. I'm going to hang up from the program line because so, I, I got a bad echo. So keep the program line open, Apostle. 
Okay. We'll, we'll just operate from Blog Talk. Call in line. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I'm trying to get the Blog Talk line to come open right now. It's stuck on. Looks like Netflix. No, it's not Netflix. What is it stuck? It must be a really good program tonight. Talk, talk. Okay, I'm getting ready to open up all these lines. If I can get them open. Minister Ron, Elder, can you hear me? Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead, Minister. Yes, go ahead. Um, I got Bob from the phone. Go ahead, Minister Sylvia. Okay, we want to thank you all for tuning in tonight, even though we had a late start. Um, How do we know? You know, we notice sometimes things come up and it just gets in the way, but we still know how to operate in God's timing. So tonight, myself, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, is the host, along with the host, my co-hostess, Minister Ron Montgomery and Mother Tony Montgomery, we're talking about families on tonight. So we're going to go right back into the ministry. Um, we're not doing Facebook Live tonight, but we are doing blog talk. Iron Sharpening Iron, and we're just going to hand it right back into the uh, program that was going on, which was being led by Minister Ron Montgomery. Go ahead, Minister Ron, it's in your hand. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bob Sylvia. I appreciate that very, very much. I'm sorry for the late start, but that's okay, because was once uh, a 14 uh, rules of engagement, we're going to just do a part one with seven rules of engagement. And y'all will just have to stick around next month and come back to the rest of those rules. What do you think? <laughs> I think that'll be good, Ron. <laughs> I also want everybody to participate in this tonight. So everybody get out a sheet of paper. Um, I don't know if you heard me before, but uh, I'm going to start this over again. Your sheet of paper is going to have three columns on it. In the first column, I want you to number them one through seven. Just the numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right below each other. But make sure you put the space in between. Yeah. Because you're going to be taking your notes in between these things. So just get out a sheet of paper. I'll give everybody a chance to get that out. What do we play the uh, the concentration song? Okay, good. Okay. So you got your sheets of paper out there. Number that first column, one through seven. Be sure to put a few lines in between each number. Okay. And next to each number, you're going to draw a short line. Doesn't have to be very long because this has to be long enough for you to write the letter A or D. And A stands for agree, the D stands for disagree. Okay. And then you're going to write next to that, let's say, let's start with one, and you're going to write the words, keep it, K-E-E-P-I-T, keep it, and then draw a little line there, because you're going to fill in the blank, okay? 
Next to the number two, you're going to do the same thing. Keep it. Draw a little line because that's where you're going to fill in the blank. And so that's your third column. First column is numbers. The second column is a, a short blank line. And the third column is keep it, a column of keep it. Okay? okay. One next to each one of the numbers, all right, with a blank line. And leave yourself space because you're going to be writing notes in between there. Okay? All right. It wouldn't help. I mean, it wouldn't hurt for us to pray again. Okay. Because I don't know if everybody was on here when we did. Dear Heavenly Father, oh, Lord, just open up your heart to us. Yes. As we open up our hearts and our minds to you. Yes, Father. Drink in the words that have been poured from the scripture and giving us relationship information about how we can have conflict, which is inevitable, but we have biblical conflict. And it solves the problems of the conflict, Lord. We just pray that uh, your spirit just dwell amongst us as we drink in this knowledge. We ask and we give thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So tonight, we have an opportunity to look at, and we've been talking about conflict resolution for the last couple of months. And so now we want to put a practical application to taking and putting together some guidelines, rules for engagement. So we're going to talk about some guidelines, seven rules. We're going to talk about seven this time and seven next time. Seven rules for fighting fair. Yes, you did say fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. The saints don't fight. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Be real. We're going to be real tonight. So we're going to... Uh, Give you seven statements, and in these seven statements, we want you to say, do you agree or if you disagree with the statements? And so, Brian, number one. On that sheet, number one, do you agree or disagree with this statement? When fighting, we should tell the truth, even if it hurts our spouse. Okay, that's number one. Now, that's, that's not only uh, with your spouse. That could be with some other very, very close person. With too. your children, with uh, other people. So so it could be someone that you are in a uh, relationship with. Right. Any mm-hmm. family or friends. We some friends. Sometimes, you know. We want to keep this in a, in a very close relationship pattern. Right. Okay. So, again, number one, do you agree or disagree? When fighting, we should tell the truth, even if it hurts our spouse. Now, we're going to go over these again. You can write that verbatim. You can write that sentence. If you want to, but you don't have to. You don't have to. We're going to go over this again after we collect all the information. I've got the odd numbers. And Tony, since she's a very even-minded person, we're going to let her have you. What's number two, Tony? When people become angry in their fights, they lose control. Do you agree or disagree? When people become angry in their fights, they lose control. Okay, Mr. Odd. Mr. Odd, go, Mr. Odd. (laughs) Number three, fighting should be postponed 
when one or the other spouse is tired. Oh, oh never mind. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree or disagree? Fighting should be postponed when one or the other spouse is tired. A or D, agree or disagree. Number four, when you criticize your mate in the heat of a fight, you should make sure that it is constructive. Let me say that again. That was a mouthful. When you criticize your mate in the heat of a fight, you should make sure that it's constructive. Do you agree or disagree to that statement? Number five, agree or disagree. Sometimes it may be necessary to yell in order to be heard in the heat of a fight. What'd you say? Agree or disagree? Sometimes, I'm going to get melodic on this, it may be necessary to yell in order to be heard in the heat of a fight. <laughs> agree or disagree? Sometimes it may be necessary to yell in order to be heard in the heat of a fight. Number six. To bring a disagreement to a head, you may need to confront your spouse, even if others are present. So not as your spouse, maybe your friend, your friend maybe your brother. Um, maybe your child. Even. Your child. The well, it depends on the kid. They have a very close relationship. Right. So number six, to bring a disagreement to a head, you may need to confront your spouse, even if others are present. Do you agree or disagree with that? And tonight, number seven, you cannot finish a fight without forgiveness. Agree or disagree? You cannot finish a fight without forgiveness. All right, those are the seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to think about each of those statements as we look at guidelines around fighting fair. What are some guidelines or rules of engagement that we can implement as Christians as we deal with our spouse or a sister or brother? Or a, or a friend, someone we're in relationship with. We want to make sure that we are growing in our relationship with Christ, even in the midst of a fight. Normally, we don't associate those two together, but God is in every aspect of our lives. Brian? So, remember that first question was, or that first statement was, when fighting, we should tell the truth, even if it hurts our spouse. Turn your Bible to Ephesians 4.25. And keep it open there, because we're going to be going through the fourth chapter of Ephesians. 25th verse says, 
Therefore, each of you must put on falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are members of one body. Ah. So in fighting, we should tell the truth, even if it hurts our spouse. We need a little more discussion about that. Yeah, but we're going to speak truth in love. So we're just not going to speak to hurt, or even if we know that we are right, we need to temper that with some humility, love, and care. Absolutely. Because our goal is not to hurt. It's to to heal. And we have to remember that it is... um, I want to say this um, that we have uh, we have to admit our own faults instead of pointing the finger at everybody else. My mom used to always say, "When you point that finger at one person, how many are coming back at you?" Coming back at you, so that's important. Yeah, yes, it is. Mm. And um, be very, very gentle with the truth if it has a potential of hurting someone. There are ways of expressing it. You've heard the phrase a rose in a velvet glove. You know, they keep the person from getting pricked by the thorn uh, the thorns. Thorns, yep. Be uh, careful. You must consider the other person's feelings in that sense. Another thing too that gets them to concentrate on the subject of the conflict as opposed to making them the culprit, the culprit yeah. in the conflict. Okay. So we want to uh, speak truth in love. But we so that, yeah. that was number one. Number one. Number we want to keep it honest. Yeah, keep it honest. Okay, so, so our statement uh, from the beginning was when people become, number, our second statement, when people become angry in their fights, they lose control. So that might be a true, or you might agree or disagree. All right. Uh, so our keep it statement here is keep it under control. Keep it under control. Remember, we as Christians, our desire is to grow in our relationship with Christ. So we're bearing with one another in love. So we're going to keep it under control. In your anger, do not sin. Philippians 4, 26, and 26a. And then I love the Proverbs because it just really, really contrasts the fool against wisdom. And it says in Proverbs 29 and 11, a fool gives full vent to his anger. But a wise man keeps himself under control. So Mm -hmm. this idea, even in fighting, even when uh, we're in an argument and we've got to watch who who is the, the behind all these arguments, our bottom line is, is that we want to Bear with one another in love, keeping every effort to have unity, even in a fight. I know that doesn't sound like the world fighting, 
That's how God fights. Mm-hmm. That's how he fights. So that's number two. Number three, to keep it on this one. Remember the statement was fighting should be postponed when one or the other spouse is tired. Hmm. The scripture says in Ephesians 4, 26 to 27, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. So we want to keep it timed right. Ah. Three is keep it timed right. So even if I'm tired, we probably we probably we set a time where we have to talk about those things that we need to confront. Exactly. Instead of saying, Well I'm tired because I don't want to. I want to avoid the situation because I'm gonna be tired all the time. Remember, we were working with a couple, and uh, the husband said, uh, "You know, I haven't slept in three days mm-hmm. because he had could not, could could not. Uh, he could not let the sun go down on the anger. Let the sun go down on his anger, <laughs> so he just couldn't sleep. He just didn't sleep. Didn't sleep. Didn't sleep until he dealt with it. So that that's important. Um, and that's, 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 that's kind of extreme, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, he may have been just cracking on us. But um, <laughs> the, the, the point is, is, like Tony said, even if it is a situation of just fatigue, do make some arrangements to say that this is not a closed subject. Right. Because I don't want us to go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. We don't want to let the sun go down on this in anger. So at least let's make a decision that we are going to discuss it and that we are going to continue to be involved with each other. Right, because Paul clearly states that you do not want to give the day, the devil a foothold. Absolutely. So when you rehearse something over in your mind, you've been hurt or you feel as though you have a right, and this is part of our issue in the fighting, is that you're defending yourself and you're, we don't want to say be selfish, but it. it Sometimes it is about me. So, uh, <laughs> but to really think about who's behind all of this fighting, all of these quarrels, it is Satan. And Satan is trying his best to keep that, keep you from having unity. Because we know that that's how God operates. God operates in unity. Okay? Mm-hmm. Fine. No, you're, you're next. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Number four, I get I get carried away. <laughs> uh, when you criticize your mate in the heat of a fight, you should make sure that it is constructive. I like that. Now, do you agree or disagree with it? Disagree. I want you to consider what it says in Colossians three, fourteen. Uh, not 14, I'm sorry, twelve and thirteen. Therefore, as God chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. So I was reading from Colossians. 
So you want to keep it? So you want to keep it positive. That's number four. That's number four. Keep it positive. And that doesn't mean you're ignoring the situation. It means that as you approach it, you're not approaching it from, I'm going to hurt you. I want to make sure that my point is taken. You're coming from a place of being open and positive and and sometimes just quiet and listen. Mm-hmm. Brian? It's important to keep, uh, in, that, in that situation, keeping it positive, but you keep a discussion about the thing, not the person. Mm, that's a oh, that's such a good point mm-hmm. about the thing, about the what the issue is, about the, the issue. issue, what the issue is, and not the person. There's a difference between telling somebody you are a liar mm-hmm. as opposed to what you said wasn't the truth. Yeah, what you said wasn't the truth. Not that you are a liar, but that what you said was not the truth. Yes. Just talking about the thing. Number five, remember, remember, sometimes it may be necessary to yell in order to be heard. In the yee of a fight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is one you must. Number five, you you must keep it tactful. Along with every form of malice. 
you know, when I read that, I was thinking, gosh, as we have worked with couples, we know sometimes people can be very, very harsh with their spouse and say all manners of things that are hurtful. This goes back to your point, Ron, to not to attack the person, but to deal with the issue. Mm -hmm. And so Satan wants you not to deal with the issue so you can attack the person so then you can rehearse things over and over in your mind, which causes more conflict. So to keep it private, it means that I have made a I've made a great effort never to criticize my husband in public. <laughs> I always praise him in public. And whatever issues we might have, even if we might have an issue somewhere, we need to get in the car, we'll talk about it on our way home <laughs> in the car instead of talking about it in front of other people. Right. Because it then uh, lets people see even if I'm feeling offended, I will be quiet. Sometimes it's best to be quiet and wait until there is time for you to talk. Mm -hmm. So to keep it private is so important. Number seven. Number seven is you cannot, do you agree or disagree with this, you cannot finish a fight without forgiveness. Huh? What'd you say? You cannot finish a fight without forgiveness. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Mm. Our lesson is taken from Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 32nd verse. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, God, forgave you. So, number seven, we want to keep it cleaned up. Oh. Keep so, it cleaned up. So, we want to deal with unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. We want you know... We want to make sure that we um, have a place of resolution. But also we have to remember something what? about forgiveness. As it was stated in Michael, the 7th chapter, the 19th verse, he hurls all our inequities into the depths of the sea. So you're telling me that not only do I... I I forgive you. I also have to forget it, sort of. You'll probably never forget it. Uh huh. But you won't exercise it. Huh. You won't give it legs. So I won't bring it up again. You won't bring it up. As a matter of fact, I think it was Tori Timboom uh -huh. that uh, put an a epilogue onto the scripture. Uh -huh. <laughs> Where she said, uh, okay, he hurls all our iniquities in the depths of the sea. Mm -hmm. And then he puts up a no fishing sign. <laughs> right there. So dragging all that stuff up from the past creates, gives Satan more room. Because it then acts as though you have not forgiven that. And so when I think of forgiveness, when I think of forgiveness for what God has done for me, God has mm -hmm. forgiven me, not because I deserved it. Exactly. He did it because he chose to forgive me. Yes. And so he chose to give his life for me, even though I was yet a sinner. 
he died on my behalf. And that's very important, Tony, what you said, because if you're waiting for that person to deserve your forgiveness, you'll never forgive them. You'll never forgive Because what is it they have to do to deserve your forgiveness? We have to follow God's example. Yeah. Yeah. So true. And that's an example of, of uh, not mercy, what is it? It's mercy, justice, and grace. Grace. And grace. Unmerited grace. That he, yeah. And so this this idea that that Christ has paid it, and so there is no, there's no way I can hold my spouse or my friend or my child who has has hurt me to that to a, a sense of uh I have to wait till they deserve it because then that's in my head. I'm holding that standard. Nobody can keep that standard. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So we are coming close to nine o'clock. You are getting mighty close. And so um, open the mic. I think so. So let's ask the question. So all that we heard tonight, all that you heard, if you heard, is there any one uh, guideline that we talked about that you feel that you need to concentrate on when you are in a fight with your spouse or with your relatives or with your close friends? Is there one? Out of the seven. So is there one, like, do you need to keep it honest? Do you need to keep it in control? Do you need to keep it timed right? Do you need to keep it positive? Do you need to keep it tactful? Do you need to keep it private? Do you need to keep it cleaned up, resolving things? Is there any one of those guidelines that you need to practice when you are in a fight with your spouse or friend or relative? Pastor Sylvia, can you open the mics? I believe the mics are open. Okay. Yeah, I opened them up from the beginning. Okay. Fantastic. Well, let's hear from the audience. Okay, well, while people are waiting to say I have a question. I'm going to ask you. Oh, somebody has a question. Okay. No, I can wait. I just wanted to know what was the last two scriptures of of number seven. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Ephesians 4.32. The other was Micah 7.19. Micah 7.19. You heard that? And that was Mark. Mark 7.19. Micah, okay. Micah. Okay, thank you. Micah Prophet. No, that's Malachi. Was it Malachi? Malachi. Okay, so the young lady with a question can go ahead off and ask. Yeah, this is Minister Michael. I had a question about number five. Uh Uh, 
First of all, I'd like to get that scripture again. That was the one about yelling may be necessary. That was um, Ephesians 4.29. Yes, keep it tactful. Ephesians 4 and 29. Okay, well, just to to be very honest, I I listened to all of these. A great suggestion, but <laughs> when you are really involved in a a fight, a discussion that's emotional and that hits home, that is, I mean, truly something that you're living with, issues that are unresolved. You know, this sounds good, but how are you supposed to be able to truly use these recommendations when your emotions get, you know, when, you know, the situation is something that you're living with, something that's causing you problems and just causing you stress. So it's almost like things boil up and that's why you end up in the fight. So it just doesn't seem like these are examples that can be easily uh, adopted. Adopted, yeah. Well, let me say something, Tony, and then I want you uh, to come in because you always bring in the final word of wisdom about things. Y'all mind saying that? Um, it is difficult, and a lifelong relationship is difficult. But it is worth it, I should say, and it is worth it. Yes, the the the, uh, the thing is to make sure we keep the emphasis on the things and not each other. Unfortunately, a lot of times in a situation like the one you're talking about, uh, situations like that, um, it spills out into being about the person as opposed to the thing. And at that point, it's just a matter of, I shouldn't say just, but it's a matter of getting the two people to agree that this is what the discussion is about. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about this as a result of one or both of our behaviors. Now, what are we going to do to affect the change in that? Do you perceive it as a problem? If you do, then we may have a, we may be in agreement. If you don't, then we're in a disagreement. We probably need to share with each other why you think it's not a problem, why I think it is a problem. And Let's reach a resolve. Tell me. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, it's also requiring you to make to practice new behaviors. Uh, a lot of times, the way we approach things, even emotionally, is because that is 
the skills that we've been using. That has that's sort of how we approach things. So now when we start to learn new behaviors, one of the first things we do is to stop and say, God, this is an area that I'm struggling with. I struggle with dealing with my emotions that get in the way of being able to solve the problem. So I take, it it seems like my emotions take over. I am going to give this to you, Lord. I'm going to give you my emotions. I'm going to give you this. So my emotions is not the fact of the matter. It's how I'm feeling about it. So now we have to move from this feeling that emotionally takes over, and we have to commit to having another way of dealing with this. Because if I'm so emotionally up, wrapped up in the situation that I can't get to a resolution, and maybe this is this problem's been going on for years and years. I'll give you an example. I love my husband dearly, but I asked him to hang the door. It took him five years to hang the door. But the point is that after a while, I had to give up wanting it exactly the way I wanted it. I had to actually give that to God so I wouldn't be angry with him. Because at first it would come up in other situations. So I had to learn to step back and say, Lord, what is it that I need to do? Was that door so important that I had to have it done right then? Or is this door necessary for security? And that means that, honey, if you can't hang the door, we're going to find somebody who can hang the door because we need this done in a timely fashion. So it's, it starts, and my husband's showing me to watch because I'm bringing up this example. I'm always using <laughs> But uh, I don't know if that helps. It's like you have to have a plan of action because if you don't, you're going to continue doing the same thing over. So it becomes, you become prayerful. You stop. The scripture says, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, make it request known unto God. So you say, Lord, I need this situation resolved in my home. And then we practice being quiet and having a plan. So what is the best way to approach this? Because screaming and hollering is not, is not going to make this any better. Or, uh, you know, being upset myself is not going to make it any better. I don't know if that helps or not, but that would be uh, dealing with the issue and having a plan to deal with it. And it, it applies some of these, uh, these uh, rules that we're talking about. And, yeah. In addition, <clears throat> I appreciate that, uh, especially the point where you said commit to another way of dealing with the problem. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, practice being quiet and prayerful. Thank you. And, and be ready to compromise. Be open to any suggestions about compromise. 
and maybe the thing that shifts the scale in the favor of your balance. Okay. Uh, We've run out of time, people. And uh, gosh, it was so good talking to you. We're going to do part two next time. So be ready. Be ready with your columns. Your columns. It'll be 8 through 14. And again, we keep it in the blank there for the agree or disagree. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Sylvia. Minister Sylvia. Thank you all so much for tonight's program, because if we be honest, um, whether it's family, friends, or spouse, we really need to work on one through seven. (laughs) 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 Because if you really look at it, every situation ties into every situation. We have to agree to keep it or disagree to keep it out of other people's eyesight. We have to agree to keep it, you know, on a positive level. We have to agree to keep it private. We have to agree to stay under control. We have to agree to be honest. If you know that everything ticks your spouse off, you have to be honest with yourself that if something happens, you need to take control of that right now. So it won't become embarrassing in front of somebody where you – have to be tactful at the way you keep it, you know, because sometimes you may have to stand back and say, you know what, he's so strong. And, you know, you have to make it where people think it's a joke, but in the same sense, you're saying to yourself, don't act up right now because it's not all that. So we have to work on one through seven because they all tie into each other. Uh, I'm just being honest. And so you put a part A with it, a part number eight. Is it all honest? Keep it, disagree, agree. So that's my that's my outlook. So I just want to say I thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Please tune in for part two when we come back. So we will have some old notes, some new notes, and we will all be able to revisit this on November the 25th. So please keep your notes. If you have to fold them up and put them in a place or put it up like a sticky paper to address this. So this is something that we can address the day after Thanksgiving. So once you all get back from uh, the Black Friday sale. Because <laughs> that's going to be a good reason to have part two. Because now you've got to privately be honest with keeping it real, keeping it clean, staying under control, and let them know. I'm going to just do what I have to do because I spent that money you told me don't spend. I bought that piece you told me don't buy. Perfect conversation. I'm going to pray right now that they, that they don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that ain't just the woman. That's for the male, too. I know. <laughs> yes. So we, we want to say, don't forget our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And um, next, you know, this this Monday was an awesome Monday. It was just such a nice conversational piece. Um, Next Monday is the 31st, and that is our fifth Monday. So we will be having a youth speaker. So please tune in, tune in at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time 
9 p.m. Eastern Standard mm-hmm. Time, we will have a youth speaker for Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, Monday Night Service, Let's Talk. And next, this Friday coming up is the 28th of Friday, I mean October, and that is for our very own Prophet Antoine Thomas. He will be our speaker for the month, the last, uh, the fourth Friday in the month of October. So that's at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sunday mornings, <clears throat> excuse me, we have our very own Apostle, Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, which will be our speaker, and her co-host is Minister Margot McCord and Minister Brandon Kaiser. We are also um, going to see what God has given her to talk with us about at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Again, thank you all for tuning in. If you came in because the program ran late, we appreciate you all hanging in there with us, and we just want to let you know God is such a good God. So I'm going to ask Minister Ron or Mother Tony if they will pray us out tonight. Heavenly Father, we come before you again, O Lord, just to thank you. Thank you for the truth that were revealed to us this evening. Thank you for letting us stir these over in our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our spirits, our tongues, and our steps, Lord. So we ask that you um, just bless the family of the people who lost their loved one, uh, the friend of uh, Minister Sylvia. We pray that you will just comfort them. We pray that the person was indeed a child of you and that they're standing there next to you now, Lord. And Lord, so until we meet again, we pray that you keep us safe and sound and happy. We ask and we give thanks in these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good night. Good, good night, everyone.